0: So the Panama Papers, biggest journalism leak, biggest whistleblower leak in history. Oh, that leak! That leak. You know, <laughs> uh, the one we we called the the plumber. He couldn't fix it. It was too big. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, uh, and then what's your name? Started sleeping with him while he was fixing the, the pipes. No, sorry, that was a porn I was watching <laughs> yesterday. No, this is this is some crazy shit. And the reason why I brought this onto this show in particular is not so much to focus on the political bent of it but to focus on the technological achievements that were required in order to make this thing a reality okay they really there was some serious new ground broken here uh in making this this uh, this thing a reality as far as being able to get this information out to people um the group that spearheaded it is called the uh International Consortium of Investigative Journalists or ICIJ thank you for acronyms yeah <laughs> They uh, they received this data. They have a, a source that's been providing them data for several years now. Uh, like I said, it's the biggest leak in the history of whistleblowing. At uh, uh, collectively over 2.6 terabytes of data was collected. This is well Back. over well over a million documents were collected from this this company Mossack Fonseca in Panama over I think, at least four or five years by by someone within the company. Yeah, just an incredible uh, amount of data. Uh, a lot of it is photo is is scanned copies of documents that were then pushed through uh, to the to ICIJ, um, which made them very difficult to uh, to use. And since they were uh, pushed forward and over such an extended period, the data was seriously unstructured. Yeah, it's a lot of spreadsheets, PowerPoint presentations, <clears throat> databases, internal memos, just random wow. shit. Uh, like Anything literally and over everything million, this person could get a hold right, of. Right, and scanning. literally over a million documents that are just seem completely random. So, especially since they're not, um, they're not, t- they weren't tied into any existing data infrastructures. They're getting received, and many of them are not able to be read by conventional terms because they're scanned, like scanned PDFs. See so you now, like when you generate a PDF with Acrobat Reader digitally, you can go through and double click and you can copy and paste shit. You can do that. A huge fu- uh, chunk of these documents, you couldn't do any of that with them because they're just literally like scanned into a machine and sent off. And they're like handwritten documents or paper forms and stuff. So there's, they had to use what's called optical character recognition software in order to actually be able to scan these things digitally and be able to pull information from them. Uh, and in order to be able to even do that effectively uh, ICIJ spent a good chunk of time essentially reverse engineering Mossack Fonseca's entire database in order to recreate it and put all this stuff in the appropriate places so Mm -hmm. that it could be more uh, searchable they used um, the coolest thing about everything that they used before we go any further in that is that with the exception of I think one program every single piece of software that they used for this was free and open source software. Huzzah. Uh, which is, which is huge, you know, hooray for open source for giving people the tools to be able to do something outside of, uh, outside of existing infrastructure. So moving into that, there were two primary programs that they started out with one, uh, both part of the Apache suite, which is Apache server software, uh, that pretty much is the backbone of the fucking internet in the world. Um, the one program is called Solar, which they used for search indexing, and then another one called Tika, which they used for the actual document processing. Uh, with, with Tika, they, that's how they were able to get all the, you know, get all these documents and PDFs and stuff together and start to digitally um, represent, uh, digital, digitally uh, cull them for OCR uh, usage. And then they used a program called Tesseract uh, for all the OCR stuff. Um, but even that starting there was not enough right when you have over a million documents and you that that span this this is an inner is an international business that works with hundreds of of corporations across dozens and dozens of countries so you've got l- journalists all over the world that are needing to access this data to create all these different stories so First of all, in order to be able to make it accessible, they, they, worked with, they, they worked with Amazon and used about anywhere between 30 and 40 rolling servers to house and process the data. Uh, so Amazon would give them more or as they needed them and then scale them back as they didn't. And this was kind of an ongoing thing that was sort of moving back and forth in real time as they're going through all the data. And then they used uh, a piece of software called Project Blacklight, which is, uh, which is this open source search software as a portal for solar, the search indexing tools. They put these things together in order to basically create a something akin to Google for people to use to search through all these documents and everything's indexed with keywords and blah blah blah. So you and as documents are continuing to be uploaded, they're building them into this database as it went on. (coughs) And uh on top of that, they used another they used another program at the same time as to help with people interpreting the data. This is one of the only non-open source program they use. It's called Link Curies, which is this data indexing program that works on building uh, works on building graphs and, and 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 plotting points together in sort of a visual data representation way. So that you can then start to have more creative ways to throw across all this data back and forth and try to find connections that you wouldn't be able to see otherwise. This gives people unprecedented access to to this information in in ways pretty much they can scramble whatever they want together and then kind of look at it, blow stuff up into charts that can be changed essentially in real time. And this is all happening. This is all happening online. So they're able to share and distribute this information in real time. And they did it through a program called uh, two two programs working in conjunction, one called Global iHub, the other one called Oxwall, which are essentially open source social media software. So in addition to making their own Google, the ICIJ made their own Facebook for over 400 journalists across uh, several dozen countries to be able to work together and in real time and post things to their Facebook walls and tag their fellow reporters and do all this, it's all the same shit that we do on Facebook, but all with this really specific bent of, be, of being able to share, disseminate and interpret information. And they were able to like form their own uh, their own groups similar to like how you can on Facebook. You know, we like we have like the Plex group, right? And we can invite people to join. And so it becomes content specific and uh, and so on and so forth. And they did this and they've got this infrastructure all built now and they're going to continue to use it moving forward because this Panama Papers story has only just begun. I mean, they've released half, I think half a dozen, maybe two dozen stories at this point there are literally hundreds if not thousands of stories that can be told by going through this data who knows if they're actually going to get that far if they're before before they just sort of run out of gas or before it no longer is relevant for them to do so and you know they need to move on to something else but <clears throat> along the way they're going to be able to release an incredible amount of information in quick and easily digestible ways and the, the, the biggest thing is about this that's really impressive isn't not only it is using all this stuff and what they built awesome in its own right this they were building off of stuff they've done previously with this this is this is what the ICIJ sort of does and has done with previously have not been as newsworthy as the Panama papers but every successive one of these things that comes out allows them to then build greater infrastructure upon which the next big thing that happens Uh, can be worked into and as we move along as a society and and especially in journalism and investigative journalism in particular leaks as you've noticed like leaks are not getting smaller they're getting bigger and as they get bigger we need more and more bodies to be able to work together in a timely fashion to get stories turned around before they before they disappear So this one has you know had about 400 journalists from around the world working on it over two uh, working on 2.6 terabytes of data what's the next one going to be right is it going to be double that with 1500 journalists working across the world in tandem like everybody just basically just needs to kind of go and sign up and present their journalistic bona fides and say they want to (laughs) work on this story and then they can just get in right there's some vetting you know there's some vetting and stuff that goes on but everybody can pretty much Sign up. So this is sort of becoming the, this, the 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 new way and like almost the future of investigative journalism. And that is super important, especially what, uh, the, when we were talking on the on the plex the other day about the encryption bill. Mm-hmm. Everything I see AJ is doing is encrypted. All of this is encrypted. If a bill like that passes, right, there's a backdoor into all of it for the government. For independent agencies, for companies like Masek Fonseca themselves to go in and shut down the exposure of their own corruption, mm-hmm. like this is this is this is huge, and we need to be talking more about this aspect of in 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 journalism in particular, and and just sort of across the board about this aspect of of how technology can be used to really provide a greater service. Do a lot of work for the greater good, and why it's so important to fucking protect it. Because could you imagine the ICJ going to Facebook and being like, "Hey, can we borrow your your code to build our thing?" And Facebook being like, Mark Zuckerberg being like, "That'll be fifteen million dollars to lease my shit for six months while you do your thing." <clears throat> they can't. This this company can't afford that. I mean, yeah. the ICJ is a pretty is a is a is a a body with a decent budget And so on and so forth Obviously they got a whole team of people Internationally but they don't with have them. that kind of full They money. don't got that Fuck you Facebook money <laughs> No No not even close dude So this This is so critical This open source Access is so critical And It's got to be protected From The encroachment of business And from the encroachment of Things like Law You know like law enforcement Wanting to work to break encryption It's not just about terrorism It's about protecting All Privacy and safeguarding <clears throat> safeguarding information for the public good.